So I moved to a new city to start a new job. And I lived in an apartment not far from the city entertainment district. So one day I get up and I go to my mailbox and I'm sorting through all the bills and the junk mail and I saw this flyer. And it read, The Palace Dance Hall, 13077 8th Street. Open from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday. Now when I read, you know, when I read that, I was like, Dance Hall? Ain't them up out of style now? And you know, I know the all... Uh, I know them uh, Jamaicans and stuff. They call it a little thing the dance hall. Maybe that's what it is. But I thought about it. And then I figured it was just the name of the nightclub. You know, it's just the name. So I decided I'd check it out, you know, after I got off, uh, got up off of work that day. You know, now when I got home, I put on my best little clubbing clothes, a tan sport coat, and matching chinos, a black dress shirt, red tie, black snake skin shoes. If you get too close, they might bite you. And after getting directions from Google, I headed on out. Now, when I got there, the place was lit up, man. And the building was two, um, like, you know, two stories tall with a white stucco facade and three sets of double doors painted red with gold trim. And above the doors was a red neon side that signed that red Palace Dance Hall. It surrounded it with white and pink lights. You know, them all look nice, man. Now, I walked in, and I was greeted by a man in black in a black suit and a bow tie. Now, welcome to the Palace Dance Hall, he said with a smile. Just one? I said, yeah, just one. Very good, sir, he said. You know, the fee would be $3 for the entry fee. I was like, man, $3? That's cheap, man. So, I paid the guy, you know, a little cover charge and started making my way when I noticed a man looking at it. Uh, the man looking at the man, and she was like, something wrong? You know, the man just looking at me, and I asked, and the man smiled and said, oh, nothing. It's just that I've never seen someone wear a red tie with a black shirt before. <laughs> I just laughed, and I said, well, look, everybody can't pull this off like me, you know. I'm an old school player from the Himalayas, so, you know, everybody can't do what I do. And the man just laughed, and I went in. Now the room had a wooden dance floor with tables and chairs on the side and a stage towards the back. And there were two sets of stairs on either side that led to a balcony that wrapped around the entire area. And the walls were painted tan and to the left of the stage was a kitchen in the back and the right was a bar area. It was then that I started looking at all the people and the people were all dressed in old style clothes. Now there was a band on the stage called the High Fives. And there was a singer and lead guitar player, you know, a backup guitar player, you know, playing a rhythm or whatever, a bass player, drummer, and a piano player. And they was all dressed in matching red suits, and they were playing music from the 50s. And I figured it must be an event, you know, with a 1950s type little, you know, little swing to it or whatever. So I was trying to make the best of it, man. I got myself a drink at the bar, and when a dark-haired woman in a green silk dress came to me and started making small talk before she asked me to dance. Now, what this is what Baby didn't know is when I get to dancing, <laughs> I get to dancing, man. I go up in the club, and I shut that mug down. Boy, I go in there. You know, a lot of guys, man, they don't really be, you know, they be trying to look cool and don't be wanting to really dance, dance. But me, when I get in there, man, shoot, I start, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I go off, boy. I'm telling you. It be times, man, I be, I walk up in a little party or something, they had a little karaoke, a little DJ up there or whatever, and I be like, hey, man, look, go play this. So then he'll play that, and then I'll come and I'll just turn up, <laughs> I'll get that mug juking, man. See, I break it all down, too, boy, I be all over the flow. Don't let the big weight fool you now. Don't let the smooth taste fool you either now. I sneak up on you, so I'm trying to tell you. And I was really enjoying her company when all of a sudden I felt hot, man. And I mean like sitting in the sauna hot. And I'm, bro, I'm telling you, I was sweating, man. I was sweating, sweating. And just then the high fives began playing the strangest song I ever heard. It was like a slow dance kind of song with only two notes, man. But the lyrics was creepy, man. And the song went like this. Burning, we are burning. The flames are roaring. The smoke clouds are soaring. Death is nigh as the flames reach the sky. Y'all ain't know I could sing a little bit, you know. So the high fast was just kept repeating those lyrics over and over and kept playing the same two notes. I was about to ask the dark-haired girl about the song, and I just <gasps> did one of those, man, in horror, because that once beautiful face was now, man, that mug was hideously deformed and burnt up bad, man. And I looked at the other dancers in the band, and <sighs> everybody had these nasty burns, and their faces was disfigured, man. And if that wasn't bad enough... Flames started popping up out of nowhere, man. And I started to run, but the lady grabbed me and she was like, don't go. The party is just getting started. Now, the chick lost her mind, man. So now I broke away and started running for the doors. And when the man who greeted me at the door blocked my way, man. Now, his face was like a skeleton, man, with chunks of burnt flesh. You know, just, just kind of like stretched across the bone, man. And he had a hole in one of his cheeks, and his nose was all the way gone, man. And he got in front of me and said, what you doing? Where you going? Where you doing? Where you going? What you doing? Where you going? Like, he had a big old stomach, man, so he was blocking me from getting back. And he like, leaving so soon? And he asked, you know, and his teeth, man, his teeth just was so rotted, man. And I shoved him out the way. It took all the might I had to push that big joke, man. And I threw him up out the way or whatever. And uh, when I got to the doors, man, I managed to open one. But I only got it open a small little bit. And I could feel like the heat of flames, you know, behind me, man. And it just felt like it was getting closer and closer, man. And I'm just forcing myself against the door, pushing with all my might. And uh, it, it, it was just too much, man. It felt like I was in a dang oven, man. And I'm finally just pushing, pushing till bam, the door finally open. And I go out into the cool night air and I just passes out. So when I woke up, I don't know how, but I woke up back in the club again. And it was, um, man, it was, it was, it was like, it was like being in hell, man. Fire was burning and people were screaming, man. The screams and the sounds people made. You know, imagine somebody 
being burnt to death, but can't die. And they just screamed and they shouted and the sounds was... And it, uh, it's some stuff that you can't unhear. When you hear something like that, that junk just stick with you, man. And everybody just shouting. Then I, I through the flames, they were trying to get to me. And the looks in their eyes was like they was begging me. They were begging me for a helper to help them because I was the only one that wasn't on fire. And it's like, shoot, I'm like, I can't do nothing for you, man. And they was all just crawling towards me, stumbling and stuff towards me, little by little, man. And they grabbed onto me. And I, I didn't have nowhere to go. I was being, you know, surrounded from all, all angles, man. And, and their skin and stuff was burning away, but they were still able to move and scream. They was nothing but like burnt up skeletons and they still was crawling for me. They wouldn't die and they just kept coming. And all of a sudden I woke up again. And I woke up to a man's voice asking me, you okay, mister? Ooh, and I looked up and I saw an old man standing above me wearing a t-shirt that said parking attendant and a yellow like reflective vest or whatever. I got up and looked to where the palace dance hall was, only to see a parking lot. Bro, I'm like, what the? What happened, man? It was there was a place called the palace dance hall right here, man, and it was on fire. And and the man cut me off with a stern voice and said, "Hey, you shouldn't joke about that." And I looked at him and I was like. You know, look, man, I'm, I'm new to this city, and there was this flyer for a place called the Palace Dance Hall, and I went there, and it was like the 50s all up in there, and there was this dark-haired lady in a green dress, and a man cut me off again. Look, you know, if, if you really don't know, then look, I'll tell you, but you better not be playing, man. The parking lot you see behind us was... You know where the place used to be the palace dance hall it opened up in 1927 and it was a popular place and that was until 58 and i felt sick man but i was able to ask him what happened man and the man sighed and he said from what i remember a fire started in the kitchen and it quickly spread to the rest of the building and the fire killed everyone inside including the local rock and roll man it was really quite a shame though Really bad, man. I was about 10 at the time. and You know, my dad, who was firefighter back then, said it was the worst fire he'd ever seen. And I just stood there taking in what he said before I asked. Um, was the name of the band playing? Was they named the High Fives? And the man looked at me like I was from Mars and said, yeah... Now that I think about it, I remember that was the name of the band that was killed, but how did you know that? 